Today is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. I don't know if some of you knew that or not. That's one of the reasons why in your handout is some information about the Parkville Women's Clinic, and they do an incredible um, ministry to not only um, young mothers, but also young fathers, too, as they are able to minister to them and give them the opportunity to choose life. And so today we're talking about uh, life, not all life, and life in all colors is also celebration, as some of you will have the day off tomorrow as we celebrate the memory of Martin Luther King Jr. And so there's a quote from his dream speech. How many of you have actually read the entire speech of Martin Luther King Jr., the, the dream speech? He's a lot of scripture in there. He quotes a lot of scripture. And in this quote, he says, I say to you today, my friends, that so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. And we are indebted to this dream as individuals. And we are responsible, especially as the church, to keep this dream alive, right? Can I get an amen that all men, all men are created equal? So I just wanted to, to make sure we emphasize that today. So I want to talk to you about the results of the cards. A few weeks ago, we asked you to fill out some cards that said, what, are your, what is your miracle for 2015? What would it be? And then what would you want to learn more about in the coming year? And interestingly enough, I was just amazed by this. 95% of the cards, they want to know more about giving more money to the church. I, that's amazing. I don't even know how that happened. And the other 5% were like, how can I bless the pastor more I am just overwhelmed by your response. I don't even really know what to say. Let's pass the offering basket now. Just kidding. And really, that's not what, nobody actually said anything about that. I'm surprised by that. There was lots of, there was lots of requests for, I want to know more information about the second coming. Uh, Jesus, when are you coming to rescue us out of this place? A lot of, lot of um, requests about uh, relationships, especially young teenagers wanting to know more about relationships uh, more about dating relationships and marriage and those kind of things. Also relationships with Jesus. How do we deal with relationships with people? Learning to be content. That, was, that came up several different times. It was kind of a common theme. How can I be content in the place that I work, in, in our home life, in our, in our checkbook, and all these different things with eternal con, in, or, um, internal conflict? How can I learn to be content? There was some requests for what about spiritual warfare? How about the Holy Spirit in our daily life? How to make disciples? How to experience God's grace? How to be a godly leader of a man or a woman in my family? How to, to understand the connection between the Old Testament and Jesus? Uh, some just said, I just want to know more about the Bible. This is all of it, the whole thing. Uh, prophecy, Jesus' character, God's will for our life, heaven and hell and angels and someone actually did mention God's God's love so that's where that's where we're going to start we're going to unpack all of these not today <laughs> we're going that's it'll be a long day <laughs> uh, there are still some playoff football games I'm sure somebody wants to watch but we will uncover we'll uncover these as we go along but we're going to talk about God's love today because I think that's 
um, foundational. And so up on the screen is the logo for our church. And this logo was born rather, rather quickly. It just kind of came to my friend Zach, who is the guy that was always controlling everything up in the booth. And he said, hey, Brady, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I like it. Let's go for it. I'm not that complicated. Let's just, let's just make it happen. And I love the fact because there's a cross in the center and we are a Christ-centered community. But I want to use the logo today to um, unpack three, three different things. We're going to really focus on the love, the love part. For, but really, so every one of these com, um, compartments, if you will, three different compartments. In the, this is the symbol of the Trinity, by the way, if you didn't know that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So you got the top compartment, the one on the left, and the one on the right. And so the one, they got the arrow. Thank you, Zach. The one on the top will be God's story, okay? God's story. The bottom left will be your story. And then the bottom right is their story, okay? So God's story, your story, and their story. Now, who are, who are they? Who are they? They are anybody that's not sitting in this room right now. It's their story, okay? So I want you to think about it that way. Well, God's story is a love story. And so that's the reason why I wanted to start with God's love. Your story is powerful. I don't know if you realize that or not. Everything about your story is powerful because it has the power to affect somebody else. Right? And then their story is important. It matters. It matters, the story of the people that are not here at this particular moment. There was a little clip on the K-Love radio station. There's a guy named Luis Palau. Have you ever heard Luis Palau? He comes on every once. He's an evangelist, travels all over the world. And he said, there was a man who went into a coffee shop. So I envisioned myself going into Starbucks, sitting down at a table and putting up a sign that says, free coffee if you'll let me tell you my story. Nobody sat down. Now this didn't really happen. I didn't do this, but a guy supposedly did this. I'm thinking at least somebody would sit down for free coffee, right, to hear my story. The next day, he went in and he, he put down a plaque that said, free coffee if you tell me your story. And people began to line up because everybody wants to tell their story. And that is the truth. If you don't think it's the truth, then you've never been on Facebook. If you don't think it's the truth, You've never been on Snapchat. How many of you, let's just say, how many of you don't know what Snapchat is? Just raise your hand. Thank you. There's some people who still have a life, all right? Good job. Snapchat, I can tell you my story one picture at a time that only lasts for how long, Eliza? How much? Ten seconds. I'll get you a little glimpse, a ten-second glimpse into my story. Oh, wait a minute, but then they got, they got smarter. Now they actually have a thing on this app called Your Story, right? Now, I did a little research, not a lot, but I did a little research how this works. And so there's a way that you can load pictures and videos onto your story, and it lasts for, get this, 24 hours. Isn't that amazing? You can tell your story for 24 hours, and then the story goes away, off into oblivion, or maybe not, <laughs> And then you can just tell, your, tell another story, right? And it's all done through pictures and videos because pictures are worth what? 
a thousand words, right? And it just says so much, but it's really not the whole story. And Facebook's the same way. I, 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 it does bother me a little bit when someone gets on and they just rant and rave and like, I just need to vent. So that, what do they do? They vent on Facebook where they, you don't really get the whole story behind what's going on, but you only get just a little snapshot there. But people want to tell their story. And so they updated a little bit at a time. Twitter, it's 140 characters. That's my story with a little hashtag after it. But God's story, in all these three, God's story is the most important story, right? It's the most important. His story, or history, if you will, is a story or a history of love. Maybe you've heard it said, we should be compelled by God's love to love others, and that is true. But this was an interesting Interesting um, fact that I saw on Twitter. This was a tweet that came across from a pastor. God is compelled by his love for you. Have you, ever, have you ever considered that? That God is moved by his love for you. Man, it's incredible, isn't it? And I, I just right away, let me just, let me just, if you grab a hold of that, that could change your story. And that could change the way you listen to other people's story. God is compelled by his love for you. Quick point before we move on. When you are telling your story or you're listening to somebody else's story, there's a, there's a this great um, theologian, author, his name is Brady Rogers. No, actually, Brady is a great theologian and, a, and an author. But C.S. Lewis said this, Friendship is born at the moment when one man says to another, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. Have you ever had that experience in your life? Oh my, I thought, man, I felt like I was alone in that. Man, guys really benefit from these moments because, like, man, I thought I was the only guy that struggled with that. I told a story this morning in the foyer, a quick story. I told a story about how um, I couldn't find my, and you heard me tell this story one day at church, and some of you weren't here, so I love to embarrass myself again. Um, I told a story where I was looking for my car keys. I was looking for the car keys to my daughter's car so I could move it so I could drive this other car, and I couldn't find it. I got frustrated. My daughters wouldn't answer their phone, and guess what? They were in my hoodie pocket the whole time. And guess what happened? As soon as I told that story, oh my God, that happened to me too. And all of a sudden, we're not alone in the universe anymore because there's somebody else that understands us and says, you know what? I've been there and I've done that too. So those, that's the reason why listening to their story and telling your story is so powerful. And then you integrate God's story into that conversation. And that's where the real power is. That's where the, the power of the cross comes in when we bring God's story into it. It's, it's an amazing thing. So God is compelled by his love for us. <clears throat> he acts out of love on our behalf. Real quick, I want you to turn to Psalm 136. Because <coughs> we're going to go, we're going to spend some time there. Psalm 136, so go ahead and get there. Give you some time to, to find that. Hey, if you ever need a Bible, 
We provide Bibles out there. And if you ever need to just keep it, you can steal a Bible from the church and we won't even care. Actually, we want you to steal Bibles from the church, especially if you take them and give them away to other people. That'd be good. Don't, I don't want to see them on Craigslist, you selling them for a profit, unless you give all the money back to the church. No. So if you need a Bible, grab one. So God, he acts on um, our behalf because of love. Now this love that I'm speaking about is a bold and passionate kind of love. It's not a Jesus is my girlfriend kind of love. You know, sometimes, sometimes the church, we, we were a little bit too lovey. And, it, and it, some guys just can't feel that, you know. Like they need something a little bit more like Braveheart, you know, kind of love. Like if some guy rode in on a horse with a sword in his hand and talked about freedom and passion, we'd be like, you guys would be on the edge of your seat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's the kind of love God has. It's, it's a love that is, is born into action. It's a kind of love that caused Martin Luther King Jr. to be passionate about his cause. And actually, he quoted this. He said, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. God's love is transforming. So, Psalm 136, 1 through 9. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. There's a common theme going on here, if you haven't caught it yet, about God's love. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures endures forever it was love that created all things it was love that compelled him to create you in his image it was love that sacrificed the life of an animal to make the first clothing to cover the shame of adam and eve it was love that spread the life or spared the life of noah and his family before the flood and gave mankind another chance Love was the main ingredient in the covenant that God made with Abraham. Love sustained Joseph throughout the betrayal of his brothers, slavery, false accusations, and imprisonment. His love spared Moses as a baby, and his love chose Moses to lead the people out of Egypt. Listen to this, Psalm 136, 10 through 16. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. Forever, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Okay, that was, that was a Jesus is my girlfriend response, all right? That was not a brave heart kind of response. I'm going to give you another chance here in just a minute, so get ready. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Right, there we go. How can you not respond like that with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm? To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures 
forever. It was love that carved out ten commandments on two stone tablets to guide the people. This powerful love gave strength to Gideon, Samson, and a young shepherd boy named David. And this same love, or it says, and this love also showed up in the belly of a fish. Same love gave Solomon wisdom, Daniel favor, and he gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego some fireproof clothing. It was love that caused prophets to give their lives as they warned the people and foretold the coming of the Messiah. Psalm 136, 23 through 26 says, He remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature because his love endures forever. We are to give thanks to God of, the God of heaven. Why? Because his love endures forever forever it was love that caused jesus who being in very nature god to not consider equality with god something to be grasped but he made himself nothing and came to earth as a baby that's in philippians chapter 2 verse 6 it was love that compelled jesus to call others to follow him to heal the sick to feed the hungry to raise the dead and challenge the status quo of the day It was love that sacrificed his one and only son to cover our shame. It is love that shows you grace today in the midst of unfaithfulness, maybe the unfaithfulness of your yesterday. And it's his love that will show you grace in your sin today and in your sin tomorrow. It's good news, ladies and gentlemen, that in Romans 8, it says that nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing. And you know what? In every story that I sit down and I listen to from other people, young man, 30 years old, two tours of duty in the military, 30 years old, lives in the basement of his parents' home, and he has no hope for just anything meaningful in his life. He doesn't have a job. And in his story, he would, he would imagine that everything that he has done has separated him from God's love. Matter of fact, he would say, there is nothing I haven't done that hasn't separated me from God's love. And he needs to be reminded of the top little compartment that God is a God of love now God is also he's a good parent and he'll discipline those he loves God also is righteous and holy and he'll let us suffer because of the choices that we make just like as a good parent we will let our kids learn the hard way right but we cannot miss the love that God has and as this young man sat there and told me, uh, as, a, as a pastor, as, the, as a holy, righteous man, right, I could have easily condemned him for his choices and his actions, but I remember God's grace and love towards me, and I cannot do that, nor will I. I did help him understand that maybe the things that you've done or some of the choices you've made, it's good to take responsibility for those things and own up to those things and be willing to say, my bad, <laughs> But what covers all of that is God's love for you. And it's God's love that wants to take you out of your parents' basement and give you a firm place to stand. And ultimately, 
It will be his love that sends Jesus back to claim what belongs to him. But this time, Jesus won't come like a baby. Right? If you read Revelation 19, it says that he will come like a warrior on a white horse. His name will be called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire. Guys, can you feel that? Yes. That's what we're talking about. Why? Because of love. No other reason. No other reason but love. How would our schools and our workplaces and our community and the world be transformed if we took the time to be available to listen to the story of others? If we just made ourselves available, if we were real enough to share our own story, and I'm not silly enough to believe that sometimes we walk into a place like this and we're thinking this is the last place I want to share my story. But can I just be real with you? This should be the first place that you should share your story. Because I promise you what happens when you do, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. All of a sudden I don't feel so alone anymore, even in a room full of people. But that's scary. It's hard. I get it. It's hard. But when you share your story, it actually gives other people the freedom to step into who God is calling them to be. It actually opens the door to God's story in their life. Does that make sense? It does, it really, I promise you it does. I'm listening to this young man and I share, man, I understand, I'll share you a little bit about my story and all of a sudden he's like, man, can I pray for you? <laughs> it's like all of a sudden we need each other, right? It's not just me looking down upon him, it's us together on our knees looking up to the one who loves us, with the one with love that endures forever. So we got to be available to listen to the story of others. That's the real-life application as we walk away today. We need to be real enough to share our own story. And we need to be bold enough to share his story. And if you don't know what his story is, I just gave you just a preview. <laughs> so get to know his story. That way you can share it with others that need to hear it. And finally... It has to be love that compels us today to come and worship passionately, to listen intently, and to walk away and obey willingly, to give generously, and then also to walk out of here and share this love story faithfully. And we love, right, because he first loved us. That's the number one reason. And that is, that's how we're going to frame everything else from this moment on. All the things that you're going to learn in 2015 are framed out of God's love. His love for you 
It's why he wants to reveal these things to you. His love for you is the reason why you want to know these things. Interestingly enough, no one on their card said, I want to know more about God's condemnation and guilt and shame and his judgment against me and my sin. Nobody asked for that. I don't understand. <laughs> That's because we want, we want to know his love and experience it. And that is our desire for you. So I want to pray for you this morning as the worship team comes. We finish up a little bit early today because I want to give you an opportunity during this last song to, to just come and pray. If you, if you feel like led to come and pray, and if you want to pray right where you're at, that's fine too. But there's something powerful about coming and saying, you know what, I want some... Uh, of that love. And I was telling this young man yesterday, I said, you know what? When we draw near to God, he draws near to us. He, he stepped towards us by sending Christ, right, to come into the earth. And he encourages us to step towards him, to come and experience his love. If you want someone else to pray with you, we'd pray for you, or just come bring somebody else with you and just pray. And maybe experience his love, maybe for the first time in a long time. We just ask for that. Jesus. I want to encourage you um, this week to allow God's story to affect yours. Whatever it, whatever it takes, <laughs> let him in. Let him just change your story. And then also, I want you to um, look for an opportunity to sit down with someone and listen to their story. Like, just ask the Lord, God, who is it that I need to listen to this week? Like, whose story do I need to listen to? I, that's, that's really the main reason I go to Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, the coffee's all right, but man, listening to other people's story is, is powerful. It's powerful because you just, you learn so much about it. And, they, and they'll, they'll share it because, like I said, everybody wants to, to share their story. And, uh, and then share the things that God's doing in your life, too. And encourage, mutually encourage one another this week. And the Bible says we are to spur one another on, right? To love and to good works. So um, may you be blessed by that today. May his story change yours forever. Because we know that his love endures, right? What? What does it endure for? Forever. That's right. And that starts today and lasts forever. So praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, they'll have the um, offering baskets. If you're new and if you've never filled out an information card, we really value that um, so that we know how to con stay connected with you if you are, if you've given this year or this past year and you think, hey, where's my statement about my giving record? Hey, make sure we have your correct address and correct information. If we don't have that, make sure that gets in the offering basket as well so that we can get that information to you. And so uh, bless you and, and we'll see you next time.